Josh on the podcast yet. He'd be a fun one to have on. We have him. You can really fuck with Josh. <laughs> I mean, you could uh his Listen kid to watches his intelligence. I found out I we, I have to stop swearing because I found out his kid his watches, watches yeah the podcast yeah and I well, I swear Josh, almost as religiously probably has his kid watches Josh, the podcast. Josh vets it though. He he goes through and makes sure that it's something mm. that the boys can because that. Uh, there was one time where Jenna went downstairs and Bennett was watching one of the ones that we were just <laughs> absolutely cussing on. I don't think we swear that much. Yeah, really? definitely not. <laughs> on some, on one of them, there was there was quite a bit of uh, unfiltered, sli- yeah. bunch of sailors words. We're not even drunk. Not yet, at least. Oh, that amplifies like five x when I drink. Just swearing does. Yeah, and my coolness level. Goes way up. Oh yeah, <laughs> I noticed that. I noticed that on what Wednesday when we went out for Still our TV. Yeah, you're yeah. like, fuck, is this oh guy cool, God, dude? What the fu- He's like sitting down there with his unbuttoned shirt, <laughs> his bare like hairy chest is like showing. I had an undershirt on. The wind is like ruffling his hair. Yeah. No matter. You look how, like David Hasselhoff. No matter how cool you are, Dylan, you're not as cool as you know who. Can't beat him. Can't beat him, join him, right? Yeah, I was uh, gonna make a comment, but I don't. It would have to get cut. <laughs> I I read a fucking comment the other day, and it was like, it was this dude doing something that like, it looked kind of cool, but like this lady commented, and it was on, our, to, on one of ours. No, oh. it was on like some fucking random post. It was like there was, after this, there wasn't a dry seat in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, sometimes comments are funny to read. They really are. Like that was funny as shit. Yeah, but I had to. That was a good one. Did you get up and check your seat? Yeah. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's wet. All right, I have a, a dad dad question for you guys. Do you guys find you get like a a lot of extra work done during the day? Because how is this a dad question? Because of your last name. What? Because we rush it. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Viper Podcast. Why are we doing the day? It's all the time. Yeah. I feel like if you would try and walk with us, you would think. Oh, without a doubt. You guys are some of the fastest walkers. Like on the Vegas Strip. My walker is the fastest. For (laughs) real. Dude, Those tennis balls move. There is one thing that's pretty frustrating is walking in Walmart with our pace. Uh, How does just anybody Walmart, get anything any done? fucking public space at <laughs> Dude, all? You want to get Dillard pissed? <laughs> Fuck. You, you want to get Dillard pissed? All you have to do is either drive behind somebody slow or walk behind somebody slow. Dude, he almost Dude. shifts it in gear faster walking past somebody than he, <laughs> than he does when well, he's driving. Nobody else has anywhere to fucking be. Like, no, for I, real. I like, often, isn't that the whole point of you driving is because you have somewhere to be? So why are you going so slow? You know let's what they get say there, though, let's Dylan, get it fucking done. Right? We can get like, more done early, in a day. Early is early is on time. On time is late, and late is you're fired. Yeah, late you're fired. Usually always late. So, but if you're if you're ahead of the clock, ninety eight percent of the time. Why do you show up at nine then? What do I show up at nine? Jesus! <laughs> 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 oh fuck! <laughs> I see that to that taco roll in. Yeah, I work till too. six. Oh, that's true. He's giving you shit. Thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> and I work on Saturdays, too. He, like, did a... <laughs> <laughs> he 
<laughs> you froze. Uh, Brent, go ahead and cut this part of the podcast, please, 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 please. please. Uh, that's Dude, funny. Sam, you're funny. Dude, I love hanging out with you, especially with the dad jokes, right? Thank you. They're Appreciate so good. <laughs> Dude, they're so good. That's the only reason I'm here. <laughs> so w- once you do have kids eventually, are they just going to get better, do you think? like Better what, dad jokes? The jokes, yeah. yeah. Like, how do you mean better? Dumber, but I. <laughs> <laughs> That's what dad jokes are. They're dumb though, right? So like, yeah, they're like. If they the, get better, they're gonna get dumber. They're like either there's two there's two ways they go, right? They're the low hanging fruit, like it's the obvious joke, yeah. or it's like the you have, you have to think about it for. But a it's second. still stupid. Yeah. Oh, I mean, either way, they're really dumb. <laughs> but your kid is gonna be like, Dad, you. Fucking funny, man. My kids, you are f- funny. My kids can be fucked up from all the <laughs> shitty jokes. <laughs> like is nothing. Gonna, yeah, he's, he's gonna have no sense of gonna, humor no, anymore. He's gonna turn into, <laughs> he's be he's like gonna, the most dry yeah. fucking humor. He's gonna there. be one of those comedians that's just like super dark. That like has the darkest jokes. Has to go someplace horrible yeah. because yeah. super ghetto. Yeah. All right. Mm. Let's hop into it, Sima. First of all, we never talk about this, and I see every other podcast doing it because it probably works. If you do listen to this podcast, especially on YouTube, like and subscribe. Give us a comment. If you think we're funny, if you think we're dumb, if... Especially if you think we're dumb. Especially if you think we're dumb. Especially if you think my dad jokes are good. Leave pick, six comments below and say that a, you want more. Say some. Tell us what stupid shit that we're doing in the comments. I yeah, want to hear Because it it's going to make us laugh. Exactly. Yeah. Say how... Say how terrible we are at podcasting. I want to hear it. Like and subscribe, whether you're on podcast, Spotify, YouTube, and tell a friend. It'd be very helpful. I don't know if that even – everybody says that on their podcast. I don't know if it works. Yeah, I or think a good a little though. reminder. I think it's a great reminder. Yeah. We're doing this We appreciate you tuning in as well. That's Absolutely. It. Like, you're taking your time out of your day. We take some time to make this, and you take some time to listen to it. Like, yeah. I hope we provide something useful. But this, yeah, this week we're just going to talk about SEMA and our time in Vegas. So SEMA was so for those listen, if if nobody knows what SEMA is, SEMA is uh, one of the biggest trade show car trade shows in the United States, right? Mm-hmm. Where you have a range from uh, hooligans doing burnouts and souped up trucks, lifted trucks. You have muscle cars, sports cars. You have detailing and car accessories. You have definitely off-road. the car trade show of the year for anything it's car like, related. It's like automotive. What does it even stand for? Uh, do you know? Yeah. What? Sam, what do you think it stands okay, for? Yeah, this is this is a good part of the podcast. Specialty the, Equipment no, on, on. Manufacturers uh, Association, I believe. As, don't, you Special don't Equipment Stop. Manufacturers Association. Well, now we know what it is. So Dad, it was going to take you way too long to try the and think of something funny for SEMA. Exaggerated. <laughs> That's exactly what That's you exactly. trying to do, too. <laughs> Manual automotives. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, so we went. We had a boot there. A boot? A booth. What are you we talking about? We had a boot there. We had a boot there. But what? So we had, we had a booth. SEMO, so it's massive. There, I think they said 175,000 people there. And, yeah, it's it's not even just car-related. It's automotive-related. Everything automotive, custom cars, like flooring. What? 
Like it's not even car related. It's everything automotive. I mean, it's it's <laughs> it is, but it's not like you don't walk onto like a car dealership lot and expect to like buy like rims and tires, right? Like you walk into SEMA expecting to find everything accessory wise. You're not buying a car while you're there. Right. Special equipment, aftermarket. Yes. Equipment, it's aftermarket. All aftermarket <clears throat> equipment. It's all stuff to decorate your garage um, for whatever your favorite automotive hobby is. Yeah. Overlanding, you know, like track day stuff, anything you can think of. Detailing, PPF. The, like the list goes on and on and on. There's, shop chairs. I think somebody said while I was walking. <laughs> while I was the walking best around, shop chairs. The only shop chairs. Uh, while I was walking around, I think I heard somebody say there's 26 miles of carpeting. Which Damn. is like almost unfathomable. You can't even run that far. Fuck no. Why would I, why would I even, want to? Can you imagine? There's even like, like every aisle. Two <laughs> okay, next year we have a video idea. Alex, Alex is doing it. Yeah. No, it. it uh, I mean, even tools and equipment. Like, there's like two benders and saws and shit upstairs. You know, that's not necessarily car related. But everything for manufacturing, you know? like a, a yeah. car as well. That you might ever like wheels, tires, literally every brand. Yeah, it's actually kind of crazy to think about how much stuff is there. The Uber, <laughs> the not the Uber driver, but the Loop driver, the Tesla Loop, Tesla, yeah. Tesla loop. loop driver, said that there's only one convention that's larger. It's the Construction Expo, Connex. No. Yes. No, but maybe. He said that the only one that's larger is CES, which is the Consumer Electronics oh, Expo. Bunch of nerds. Yeah, actually, I did hear that one's pretty nuts. Like it would be cool it's to with go the robots to robots and everything. <clears throat> It'd be cool to go to. You saw all the traffic. Well, it is the it's that, but it's all the new phones. It's all the manufacturers of like. We could look to hire some robots, some AI. Yeah, for everything but video. <laughs> <laughs> for everything but video, <laughs> especially the media team. Oh man, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, They'd be here before nine. <laughs> Uh, no, it's cool. We had one th- one thing that's frustrating is they do seniority, so you have to buy a booth, and you have to do it year over year over year over year in order to continue to move up. Well, it doesn't seem like they do seniority because we've been there for three years now, and we at same spot keep getting stuck in the, same, the spot. same spot. So why don't we just go like every other year if we're yeah. in the same spot anyway? So that's the thing is that that's where it's frustrating, and they continue to increase costs. Like the booth expenses, like you have to if you if you want something hung from the roof, you're paying all all the expenses for that. Um, it's 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 a the amount of cost that goes into it is so much when you look at it from a bird's eye view and you look at it like holy shit they're making a ton of money. Yeah. How many exhibitors were there? A lot. You know, a lot to buy that by Thousands. minimum of ten grand a booth. You know, some are even paying a couple hundred grand a booth. Yeah. Like that's insane. Oh, bro, like when Ford and Dodge and Chevy are there, it's got to be million-dollar booths. Oh, for sure. Especially with all the personnel, everybody they got there, all carpet. Like, it's literally no, I'm saying, an office building at their booth. No, I'm saying SEMA, like their their rental cost. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, they you still know, have to pay for the badges for everybody that right. goes. <clears throat> it's it's bonkers. But it's a, it's a good trade show. You get your name out there. Honestly, one of the biggest things is for the partnerships. Yeah, like the the names that you're able to connect with are so cool. <clears throat> Last year we were able to connect with Chip Foos, um, Bill Goldberg, you know Brian uh, Fuller, all, some awesome I mean, yeah, names. All the above. You know, this year I would say it was pretty wild too. 
I feel like when you and Alex were walking around, you were just getting like grabbed by people who were like, right, like knew you guys or recognized Alex or yeah, dude, it was cool. You know, they might not know your face. I feel like Alex is really like the, the yeah the connection guru for sure. But it's yep. pretty wild just to see like how many people, you know, like recognize the brand name. Yeah, and, it was cool. Like we've talked about in the past, like it's only a drop in the bucket, right? You know, but uh, even. Connected with Roadster Shop, going to their party. Dude, that party was sick. That was pretty cool. That, that was cool. So they rented out an entire the Jewel nightclub in Aria, mm-hmm. and it was an awesome freaking turnout. Sam unfortunately got sick. Yeah, it the party was sick, and so was I. <laughs> there it is. There's those dad They're jokes. so subtle, dude. <laughs> they put like a dad joke counter on the bottom or something. Yeah. <laughs> Ding. See, like that would have gone like unnoticed if you guys didn't say That would have gone unnoticed. But yeah, that's pretty cool. So how long were you guys there at the party for? We'd probably still be there if it was up to Alex. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Did they give away those? Um, they had those really cool like gold chain necklaces and the belt. Did they yeah. give those away at the at the event? Yeah. Are you wearing your belt mean? right now, Dylan? No, we didn't win it. Those are for the winners that built cars. Oh. That, yeah. Can we build a car next year? Maybe. I mean, it would be this year. I guess it would be. We should probably get started on it now because it usually takes like two, I'm just trying two to or three years belt. to do a SEMA, to do a SEMA build. Cool. Yeah, their stuff was pretty sweet. Yeah. So um, Andy Leach won it with his, uh, I believe it was a Fleetwood. Was it a Fleetwood? It was a wagon. It was really cool. Huh. A four, no, a Wagoneer. Sorry. Yeah. Andy Leach won it. Really? <clears throat> Calc Auto, Auto Creations, I think it, was it his a, shop is called. Was it a full resto or was it a... Fucking brand new. Looks beautiful. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Best on... That he, he, it was the best on RS um, award. Oh, so like on the RS chassis? Yeah. Ah, that's so clever. You are quick. <laughs> Dude, there... There was some funny shit that happened at that party. <clears throat> One was partying with the Ring Brothers. Dude, dude those guys like, dude, those guys like to tear it up. to fucking party, dude. It yeah. was awesome. Uh, so what, they, they pulled all the guests to the front. Uh, or Not all the guests. All the uh, nominees to win the Roadster Shop belt. And it was Annie Leach. You had uh, the Ring Brothers. I don't know who that, that second guy was. But then you had... Uh, um, Dave Kindig, Dave Kindig, from, uh, Kindig Customs. Another guy. So it was those four, and they passed the mic around for each person to talk about their car. Yeah. And you know what's unique about it, like a quick one minute blurb about what it was, what was super unique about it. And you're the first two guy, Andy and the guy after him, talking about it. It has this. It has this chassis. It has this color. It has this mm-hmm. steering wheel. Yada 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 yada. And then the Ring Brothers, you could tell that they, <laughs> they both were drinking for a while. And they're just out there for a good time. What do what he say? He's like, it's black. He's like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, the car we built is black. <laughs> and he's like, anything else you have to say about it? It's black. <laughs> and he hands it over to the next people. There's just two brothers that make insane fucking cars. Their whole team. We got to meet them, like, oh, I don't know, like a year ago at this point. Maybe a little. Over no, a year ago. Well, yeah, over a year ago. Yeah. And their whole team is so cool. Like, mm-hmm. they're just, like, good old Wisconsin boys, yeah. you know? Like, here to have fun. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, make cool shit. And, but they're like, super humble, too. They Oh, my gosh, yeah. They don't wear that shit on their shoulder. Like, they know that they're the best, but they don't They don't act like it. Yeah. If 
if they walk by you and he knows who you are, he's going to come and talk to you. You know, it doesn't matter who you are. He, yeah. they're, they're super humble guys. But the funniest one was uh, their their builder that helps him. What's his name, Ryan? Ryan, yeah. The big, big <clears throat> bearded, burly guy. He's big, badass, yeah. Big dude, big-ass beard, loves the party also. We're, this is going to be hard to explain, but you got the DJ in the background, music's loud, like everyone's screaming to talk to each other. Everyone's been drinking for a couple hours now, so, you know, everyone's feeling it. And... He's, 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 he's trying to do us. an intro. He's trying to do an intro to us, to, uh, to a, a business partner or whatever. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> he's introing us and he's he's yelling, and the DJ switched the song and it's a song that he likes. And mid conversation, he's introing like, "Hey, this is uh, Dana Doe of Viper." Song switch. He's like, "Hold up!" He starts dancing. <laughs> <laughs> he comes back and he just continues to follow up where he is. Like, dude, I love that. That is fucking awesome. What a cool group. Uh, what a cool group. We we were dying laughing at him, but he was serious too. He comes back right right in mid conversation and starts connecting. Did he pick up where he left off? <laughs> oh, right where he left. Didn't oh, skip a God. beat. Yeah. Didn't if you skip if a beat. you were to see this dude, he's just a big dude. Loves to have fun and loves he's the party. The whole crew is awesome. We got to talk with uh, Kindig for some time too. Okay. Kindig was awesome. Um, it's it's so cool to be able to like connect with these guys and they're just normal human beings that just love to have a good time. Yeah. They're not. Lo- they get turned off by coming up and. You being all over them. They just want to drink beer and talk about cars. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. just so happens I like to drink beer and talk about cars. <laughs> yeah. What a coincidence. <laughs> That's wild. Uh, got to talk with him for a while. Brian Sco- or uh, Brian Fuller for quite some time also. It was just, it's just awesome. It was super cool to connect with everybody. Again, appreciate the Roadster Shop crew for allowing us to come there. Yeah. They had their whole team there. It was, it was cool to connect with the guys that are behind the scenes also. Yeah. Um, but it was cool. What the brand that they're building? It they're making like chassis are cool, but they're making it like a cool brand behind it. Fuck yeah! You know, and well, that's they what were everybody on, wants to stand behind. Like Joe Rogan a couple weeks ago, weren't they? They were, or yeah. they went down to. Well, they built a Makuta, badass Kuda yeah. with a Mercury racing engine. Wow. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty sick. Um, but even those guys are super humble. They're down to earth. They just want to have a good time. Yeah. Um. And that's really what it's about, and that's what you start to realize too when you're starting to build these partnerships and these relationships. Is these big name guys? They're getting contacted every day for product collabs by these big corporations to get paid, and they sponsor them and this and that. And what they what they're not getting is somebody coming with an open hand of saying, "Hey, how can we help you? How can we be? Yeah. How can we be friends? You know." And that's when you that's how you stand out and that's how we've been able to stand out is we're not looking at how can they help us we're looking at how can we team up and help each other yeah you know how can we do cool cool, how can we do cool shit together and that speaks volume over over money any day yeah that's sweet so did you guys have a chance to connect with anybody else while you're there who uh i know like we've met fuller before we've met uh yeah another one was at the SEMA show we we met up with chris fix oh that one was cool chris fix was awesome and that's that's another cool one. It's the same. Th- all all these guys, dude. It's the same thing. We 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 met at him. Uh, so to give an idea of the the layout of this trade show, you have all these halls that are like connected in one way or another, and to get from one corner to the other, it's probably like forty five minutes to an hour. It's a very very it's, long. It's a walk. long walk, and we met in like the middle where there's a Tesla loop. So Elon Musk built this underground tunnel, freaking. With Tesla's driving around underneath it, the by how, himself, he how, dug it. Yeah. 
How crazy is that? Yeah. The Tesla Loop for the first time is insane. But we met there, and that's where we we walked right by Chris Fix. Mm-hmm. And anybody listening, Chris Fix is by far one of the biggest YouTube If you ever YouTube how to do something on your car, guarantee you probably came across his video. Yeah. yeah. I think he's got 10 million subscribers. Like when you YouTube, how do I put air in my tires? That was his video you watched. Yeah. 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 I think like when when I had a chance to meet him, the first thing. (laughs) And then I had had to follow up. Undoubtedly like. I had to follow up with how to put the cap back on. Yes. (laughs) How do do I remove the valve stem cap? (laughs) Well, I replaced a coolant pump like, I don't know, four years ago. On like a car I had, and that was the first thing. I just looked up one of his videos and or looked up how to do it, and that was like one of the videos that popped up. And the make of the car, like car, didn't really mo- like matter. You know, it was more like on like how to technically do it or whatever. Yeah, just watch his video like beginning to end, and like he's so smart how he does it too. It all of his are how tos. So then whenever anybody's searching that, so that helps his algorithm. And keywords pop up so much faster than anything else. If you do how to anything, it's going to be one of his, especially. Yeah, in a I car. don't know. I don't know how he does it, but they're always so simple. Like there's no like it's not right. technically like difficult. The way he explains it just makes you feel like, yeah, I don't know. Like I can do it. Right? <laughs> like <laughs> how to set a timing chain. Oh, dude, that looks easy. Yeah, yeah. right. No, <laughs> maybe but not. He just explains it in simplistic terms. You yeah, know? he doesn't overcomplicate it, but. We met him right in the beginning or right in the middle of the trade show. And uh excuse me. And he was he was taking pictures with people and Man, that fucker stunk. Yeah, it did, didn't it? Yeah, gross. Yeah, I, a, <laughs> I was eating uh cool ranch. You were eating not, cool ranch not Doritos? Doritos? No, they're like uh little I don't know. Off brand Doritos. Yeah. That's, what do you think I do in my room when it says do not disturb door closed? Eating Doritos. Fucking veg out on Doritos. <laughs> uh, no, we met him, and right away when we connected with him, well, he, Alex and him were talking a little bit before, mm-hmm. and we showed face, met him, and he's like, hey, like right away the connection happened, and he was so so down to earth, so cool. He's like, Where, where's the guy's booth located? And we said West Hall. He's like, cool, I'm, I'm going to walk with you. Let's Let's go there. And it's like, holy shit, for how big this dude is, like, mm-hmm. we're like, hey, West Hall is far away. He's like, yeah, I don't care. Let's, let's go. For how big he is and how many other people he probably could go and connect with, for him to be like, hey, yeah, I, I want to go walk with you guys and let's just shoot the shit while we go there yeah. is, is so cool. You know, and the conversations we were having were not about Viper. It wasn't about him. It was about cars, you know, yeah. just in general. And it's just your everyday conversations. And that's what these guys are looking for. You know, they mm-hmm. don't want to be... That imagine being like somebody that big that always has people coming to your door begging for shit, asking you to do stuff. So then when you come with an open open arms, you stand out tenfold. You think it's that's cool. the the best approach? What's that? Like just in general. Yeah, you don't if you want to build a relationship with somebody, especially somebody bigger, Andy talks about this all the time, like, dude, if you have nothing to offer to them, why even go and contact them? Mm-hmm. What's the point? If you have nothing to offer to them, there's no point to even contact them. And that's where I think the contact started is we sent him a chair, not looking for anything in return. We didn't say, hey, can you make a video about this? Hey, we'll pay you to do this. It was, hey, we think you would like our chairs. Take one. <laughs> like, here's a chair. Mm-hmm. And right there, that speaks volumes. And I would say if you want to build a solid relationship with somebody that, quote, unquote, is out of your league, meaning 
has a bigger following or is always getting contacted, do something for them that, without looking for anything in return. Send them something. But don't expect something. Like, don't expect an email from them or a call from them or a DM from them or, you know, anything from them. Nothing You're, in return. Nothing in return. Yeah. Eventually, if it's meant to be, your time will come with that person. Maybe you'll see them at a trade show or, you know, walking around or you'll get connected through another resource or you don't know how it works. It just happens, you know, but when you have those expectations, it of, is, Hey, I send you something. Now you have to do something for me. That's when it never works out. Yeah. Especially when they don't ask for anything. Right. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> just send them something. It's kind of weird to watch like, like the, how things have like networked. Like we would have never been connected with Ronan if we didn't like have a chance to meet Goldberg and like that one was just key, another like chance opportunity as well. Yeah. And like some of I think some of the best like I, I don't know I don't know if I want to call them opportunities, but some of the best connections have been like just by chance. Like not totally. even not even the people that like you're like, oh, like it'd be so cool to work with so and so. It's like, yeah, like it would be. But also like there's a like a hundred other like people who like would love to do something with you or like Absolutely. work with you or talk to you or like meet you, you know? Yeah. I feel like, I feel like that aspect like is so much more fascinating to me sometimes than like the obvious ones, you right. know? Well, take it with, uh, with Andy. So a year into, I'd say probably around a year, right? A year into Viper, we, we always followed Andy Frisell and his brother and we sent him a chair. I don't know if we talked about this in the previous po podcast, but we sent him a chair with first form on the main seat. You know, we custom powder coated it yeah. blue and we found his address. We found the first form headquarters address. I mean, it's not hard to use Google it. And we sent him a chair like he never heard of us before. Like we're not even that big at this point. Just randomly sent him a chair. With a nice note and like, thank, yeah. like, cause it was Everything he was doing helped us get to where we are, and it was just literally a thank you. You get this actively yeah. tuned into his podcast, like still Always. do, yeah. And this like this is this is gonna show you how things just happen over time. They just do. You can't force it. So we sent him that first chair, crickets. You know, we we were. I mean, we kind of were like, oh, dude, he's he, maybe he'll email us or call us or something like that. But it was nothing, and we kind of forgot about it as we continued to progress over the years. And we got to a point where we had new packaging. We had uh, a better embroidery process, better seats, just a, a better chair. And we're like, hey, why don't we send him a new one now? Why don't we just send him one with the updated logo? Because that's when they, they updated their logo, too. Yeah. Again, not expecting anything. We wrote something on it and sent him another one to his house address, though. I don't know how we got that, but we got it. <laughs> sent it to his house. <laughs> Sometimes you can find stuff online, yeah. It's kind of crazy. Sent one to his house, and again, crickets couple months go by and Andy's having a uh, Arte syndicate. It's where him and Ed, Ed Milet go up and, you know, give these powerful speeches to business owners to help you progress mm -hmm. your business onwards. And you can apply to uh, ask them a question live in person. And both Dylan and I requested, like we, we put a question in there of, Hey, you know, here's my question. They only pick a certain amount of people. Yeah. And, we request it. We bought tickets to go there, and it's it's booked in the in the uh, trip, ready to go. We get there, and neither of us got an email saying, "Hey, you got picked, you got selected." We go there, we register. 
We're walking back to the hotel. We get to the hotel, and I'm like, something just hit me. I'm like, I should check my spam folder. Maybe, maybe that's mean. Spam. Typically, what you do when you get check into your hotel and get into your room, like no, that's yeah, that's like one of those. You know, fuck it. I'm again, gonna check my spam like folder. Chance, you know, yeah. No, I just, I just like we're just laying in bed. We're just watching, watching TV, and I'm like, I'm gonna check my spam folder. And a couple scrolls down, it was that I got selected to ask them a question tomorrow <laughs> at the the event. Yeah, and it's like holy shit. Like these are two guys that we've been listening to for forever, and um. Whatever the show the show goes on, it's my time to ask a question. And during it, nobody's saying anything about their name, about who they are. They're just asking their question. Yeah. So bef- I'm like, how dumb! What a perfect <laughs> opportunity to say your name and company name in front of thousands of business owners. Yeah. Like nobody's taking advantage of that. No. One. <laughs> so so I started off like, hey, my name's Dane Rush, uh, co-founder of Viper Industrial, alongside my brother. And before I ask the question, I'm like. Andy, you actually have one of our chairs in your garage. And it was crickets. Like, he didn't say anything. I wasn't expecting it. I'm like, right after I said it, though, I'm like, Because it was quiet. And it's like, flop. Damn it. (laughs) But moved on to the question, asked the question. He answered it. When he got, immediately when he got done answering, he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I love your chairs. I scoot around on them all the time like a little kid. He's like, I smoke pot (laughs) on them. And he's like, such a great product. I hope you sell a bajillion. And right there, it's like, okay. All the times we sent chairs to him ended up yielding an opportunity that we would never have expected. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? In a whole completely different realm that you could never plan. You know what I'm saying? See, that's and it's not like he's like DMing us now, like we're we're best friends, but still No, but just the igno- he, just the acknowledgement, especially when it comes from somebody that you've followed and I mean in a way looked up to for so long. Oh, absolutely. You know? It's mm-hmm. just the acknowledgement acknowledgement's really cool. Yeah. Like uh Brent if you're Yeah, put that clip yeah, in there. Put, I, but for, for us it, it 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 was just it's like damn. Like he actually had it and he's been using it and sitting it. on it and he just never reached out but he he still he probably acknowledged it like damn cool thanks guys. He just yeah. just because he didn't send us something back or, or give us a call or something correct, like Correct. Yeah. It I'm sure he's, he's quite busy. Yeah, I would <laughs> assume so. But there's two things I want to cover on this. That yeah. that being one is if you're looking to if you are a business owner and you're looking to expand, you know, reach different demographics and you want to start teaming up with somebody that you know may be hard to contact, i.e. has a ton of followers or has a big name, send them product or send them send them a product if you have a product that they could benefit from. You know, no, they could use that. They could use like if you're just sending them a product and don't send it, them a fucking t-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because no, dude, we all get those and you just throw them away. If they can actually use a product and benefit from it, like that's why we sent Andy the chairs because we saw he was building his brand new. He's garage. a big car guy he's as a, well. He's yeah, he's a big car guy. So that's that was one of the reasons why we sent it. So, like, send somebody a free product that could benefit from it with a with a nice handwritten note and have no expectations because. More than likely, will they respond back? No. Mm-hmm. But maybe they do. Or maybe yeah. somehow you get seen in the future by that person. Or somehow you're, you're uh, past the line. Mm-hmm. You have no idea. But you can't expect something in a week or in a month or whatever it may be. It may be two and a half years like it was for us. I, I think you sometimes know? that like return that return on investment doesn't show up until much, much later. If there is even one. If there yeah. might if, not even be a return on investment. If it exists at all, right? And like... You know, in this case, like the return is just knowing that 
like he uses it. He knows what your product is. You know? That was more and than that was good enough. That was good yeah. enough for me. Well, right? We have the Viper brand in his garage. Yeah, which is cool. Which is know? really cool. And it, his detailer uses it all the time. Sorry, you guys. Small yeah, dude. dude. Shout out. What is, uh, his detailer? Super beads. Yeah. Super beads. Yeah. In St. Louis, check if them you're out. In St. Louis, Super beads is the uh, the guy to go to. But yeah, send send product and have no expectation of anything in return. I feel um, like not like almost nobody <clears throat> does that because like, I feel like everybody, especially in like the terms of like the influencer space, is like, oh, here's somebody with X amount of followers. Like, if I send them stuff, like I'll get something back in return. Like, mm-hmm. and I, like I think it's obviously it's the, like the wrong approach. If you're looking for something back like immediately, you know, then yeah, you're probably gonna end up sending them product, and then a lot of influencers require a payment, right? Mm-hmm. But if you if you just want to connect with somebody. Like that, that's the way, that's the way to do it, period. Yeah. Well, I think it goes to authenticity too. Cause like when you just send people stuff and like, if you got to pay them to do certain shit, there's no authenticity there. Yeah. Like you're just, you're getting paid to do it. They'll do it with fucking 10 other brands that do the exact same thing. Right. Like you could tell it's fake when you watch it too. Yeah. Like there's an agenda so there. So like does, does John Cena actually use like a Hefty? Car, car rental <laughs> services or hefty bags like no probably not like he probably doesn't even think about buying bags like you know no like i get that there's like some social influence from that aspect john cena's gonna message and be like fuck this guy i fucking use hefty every goddamn day john cena if you would like to fight this is a straight call (laughs) damn guys i'm trying to get us some I don't care. I'll Come do on, it. keep going. Keep saying it. Uh, <laughs> I'm bigger than you, and you're too short. <laughs> I'm just digging my digging my grave here. No, I can see you. Yeah, that's a, isn't that his thing? <laughs> yeah, having no expectations. That fell flat. Yeah. Okay. Tough, tough crowd today. Yeah, fuck me. Dad joke like ten. If he actually sees it, I'm dead, guys. Yeah, you are. Sorry, Sam. Who's gonna do the? Who's gonna record it then? Robots. If, oh yeah, we'll have AI by then. Yeah. <laughs> And I'll just be the guy who, who have fucking see through pillows yeah. with his camera. Viper Fight Club featuring Sam getting his face. Dude, pummeled. speaking of that, did you listen to the last Joe or not the last one, but the latest um, Joe Rogan podcast with Elon Musk? No, is, is it good? good? It's pretty good. I mean, Elon's pretty like he's pretty, he's pretty slow when he talks. Like it's super monotone. Yeah, but that's just because I think his fucking brain is moving so fast and thinking about so much stuff. It's so challenging for him to like talk slower. It's challenging for challenging for him to grab it and turn it into words that normal people understand. But anyway, they talk about right. Yeah. <laughs> so the dude is fucking intelligent. Okay. <laughs> anyway, at the end of the podcast, they talk about the fight with. Uh, Elon and Zuckerberg. Yeah. Okay. Dude, let's is go. He wants. He wants to do it. Dude, I, would, I got my that. money on Elon, dude. Yeah, same. Elon's bigger. I would put money on Elon too. I yeah. don't think the Zucks. Stands I think a, a chance. No, I think he'd full Isn't climb he up in a fucking Isn't pretzel. Zuckerberg like kind of short and tiny. I don't know. I think here's the thing. Elon says he's just gonna lay out of like a walrus. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably. I should probably go listen to that one. It's pretty good. I like I, it. Although I feel like when you cross, cross, I feel sorry. Brain's too smart. Too smart. You see the steam coming out. I feel like when you cross, it's like what the fuck. I feel like when you cross the million 
dollar into the billion dollar threshold, like uh, height doesn't matter anymore. Like well, your, I think he crossed that threshold like two hundred fifty times. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, isn't but that nuts? That's, okay, so that, that's I, my point being is none of that matters anymore. Like Jeff, Jeff Bezos, he could go get a full head of hair if he wanted. Like he could get a hair transplant from somebody else's head. Like he could, he could do whatever the fuck he wants. He he wants to be jacked. He'll have a personal trainer and steroids like shoved right into his ass. Like. <laughs> You go to you got some weird trainers. <laughs> yeah, what do you what do you and your trainers do? <laughs> been going to their own personal trainer. He's like, wait, your trainers don't do that. It hasn't been working. Or are you the personal Six, trainer? I'm. The, he's a trainer. <laughs> this explains why. I, <laughs> uh, I dude, Kenzie and I were talking about this the other day. We're watching. We're watching. Uh, this guy. And is does house tours on YouTube. Okay. And he was touring this house that was like 140 million. Please don't say the guy that knocks out his window. What do you do for a living? No, no, no. It's not. Oh. This guy's actually really good. He gives house tours. He explains like what's in the house, each section, whatever. And there's this house in uh, California that's called the One. It's the most expensive house. It was 141 million dollars. Okay. The dude that bought it was is the CEO of Fashion Nova. You know, the Fashion Nova Girls brand or whatever? Okay. I've heard of it. It's like a billion-dollar brand or whatever. It's massive. And you look him his net worth up, and he's at, like, $1.3 billion. Okay? okay? And he can afford all... You should see this house. It's it's insane. Uh, I like, I want to double back on that real quick, but continue. Okay. So you do... You say $1.3 billion. Holy shit, is that a lot of money? I mean, okay? the house is a tenth of his net worth, so... What's that? So the house he bought is a tenth of his net worth. No, I know. No. Where I'm going it's, is... That's less than that, isn't it? It's way less than that. So where I'm going... Because 1.3... How much was the house? 140? Um, 141 million. Okay. So, this is what I do to Alex's calls. Dude. Silence. <laughs> that's where I'm going with this is he's worth 1.3 billion and he can afford that massive house. I'm sure he has yachts and another house and this, that, and the other. Elon Musk is worth two hundred and twenty billion dollars. Okay, you take you subtract that dude's net worth from him. Now Elon's worth two hundred and nineteen billion dollars. Can you even fathom how much money that is? I don't think I don't think most people can fathom how much a one one billion dollars is. It's a That's insane. Fucking astronomical my amount of money. Calculator won't let me go to. Turn you gotta turn it sideways. Yeah. So you just you just think. How do you, how does one accumulate that much wealth in one lifetime? That's the Impressive. crazy thing is like systems. This isn't this isn't generational wealth, I, and I don't think he gets enough appreciation for it, dude. For what he's built in less than because okay, so in he twenty had, years, twenty twenty five years, twenty twenty five years, he's amassed two hundred plus billion dollars of just his net worth. His companies are probably worth over a trillion dollars combined. Yeah. That's that's insane. It's insane to think about. It is. You know? I wanted to double back on, like, the net worth part. I think a lot of people assume that that's, like, how much you've got sitting in a bank account somewhere. No, it's all your assets. Yeah, that's, it's, like, everything that, like, you either own or, like, stock in Tesla or whatever. Like, right. I don't think people consider that a lot. When you say, like, net worth, they're like, holy shit, you well, could liquidate all of that in, like, like, in an instant. It's like, no. Like, what? You, I, I don't mean, think you could. It It is liquidable assets. Yeah, you know, but could I you mean, turn it around and sell all of it? Probably not. But like, 
if if I if you, you start had, dumping that much Tesla okay, stock, on. they'd freak out. Oh, and the yeah. If stock you had one point three billion dollars, could you? I don't think you could liquidate one point three billion dollars by the end of the like by the end of the week. Probably not by the end of the week, no, because people will be questioning what the hell's going on. Yeah, I but just so, want, so I want to lay on a giant bed take, of cash and roll around take on it. Two hundred billion. Okay, yeah. Regardless, some of that's probably assets and stocks. What does a dude have in his like physical? Cash in his bank account. I don't think you worry about like. I don't think it's. Ma- I don't think it matters. A credit card at that point. And like, who do you trust? Like, dude, that's probably a huge problem. Who? Do, how do you trust somebody managing? Because he, he can't manage. Can you pay him a hundred million dollars a year? Yeah. Easy. Trust problem solved. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, I think you're missing just, that. <laughs> missing that one. <laughs> it's just bonkers when you think about it. It is. And there was this there was this thing on Instagram where like you can you can slide to the left or whatever when you see like. Michael Jordan's worth, LeBron James, all these big guys that you think are massive, and then it has you keep swiping oh, for Elon's, yeah. and it shows you the scale. Dude, it's like six swipes of where Elon is to get to it. It's just it's it's insane. It's pretty cool. But that's one thing I want to talk about. It's just I mean, I just, I want to see him knock fucking Zuckerberg out. So let's right, <laughs> let's do this, dude. So where's Zuck on that scale? Is he close? No, he's not like, even close. Really? No. So why are they fighting? Why didn't Zuckerberg fight somebody of his own? Um, somebody called him out. Money class. Somebody I think it started out. as a meme, and then. Can you imagine the like the fucking venue, and if they sold tickets for that? That would be insane, bro. That, that would, would be, be over the top. Like, dude, they should fight inside of the dome. No, they said the Colosseum in Rome offered to have it there. Fucking no but way. But Elon Sick. doesn't want to do it because he doesn't want to deface the of. Something of you know such historical importance. I like that. Which I get that. That's fair. But I'm like, dude, That's it's not respect. set up for that. Like, what are you gonna sit on a fucking stone bench? <laughs> like, dude, like there's no fucking electricity there. Where are the lights gonna that be? That would be so fucking sick. Are like, you kidding? They would figure it out like tomorrow. And I'm like, dude, that's where gladiators fought to the death. Like, you guys are two billionaires just guys. fucking wrestling around. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a good point, too. <laughs> that's why it's a good throwback location. You're like, oh, this is where people used to kill each other. Are you let's not have, entertained? Let's have our two richest people yeah, wrestle each other until we ring took down freaking lions and bulls. And this is where two tech guys are going to be I mean, I get it. Oh, it's kind of cool, but... I can't I think, even imagine like a stage. So you're telling me you're going to have other billionaires that are going to pay fucking $50,000 for a ticket and they're going to go sit on a stone bench at the Coliseum and where are they going to go take a piss? Do you think they have concessions there? <laughs> urinals? <laughs> urinals? Ancient urinals? They may have aqueducts? had urinals in, in the Coliseum. The Romans invented this, what, sewer system, so... Alex just sent me something the other day where... And was, they built the pyramids, apparently, according st- to Alex. <laughs> it was bar stools with, like, a pea trough underneath, and they apparently used to use something like that. I don't know if it's true or not, but... That's, he he sent that. me that on Instagram, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just fucking whip I, your dong out at yeah. the bar and start pissing, <laughs> pissing in this trough. Place you usually have to piss the most. Damn. Seriously. But... But, yeah. I, um, anyway, listen to the podcast. I will. I'll go give it a listen. But... Going back on CMO, one last point was the partnership side and then the trade show side. If you are still a younger company and you're looking to dabble into trade shows, highly recommend doing some research and asking your question of, are my main demographic, is my main demographic going to be here? Meaning, yeah. are your buyers there? Or is it just a lot of window shoppers? If the answer is yes, do money. it. You need to get customers in front of your product, even especially if you're just starting out. I think... Especially if you're new, 
I think it's really important to go with the intention to like just meet people. You know, I think it's important to obviously get like the product in customers' hands. Um, but like, just go, like, just start talking. Face to face interaction is great. You have to have like that that actual connection. But th- there is something on that note too: is you can't just go to a trade show expecting people to just swarm your booth. Because if that were true, then how come all the people behind us and next to us weren't getting people? Damn. I'm just saying. Damn. There were people. That wasn't that wasn't a that wasn't a thrash. You made it worse than it was. The booths next to us weren't getting any traffic. Because they were just sitting there. Yeah, <coughs> they didn't have a good product to offer. Maybe they did. They just didn't promote it on social media or to their but there was email like, subscribers there was a, or anything. Like a like an Asian brand that did like car seats next to us. And I don't I'm not sure. Oh I saw, no, not that like, brand. Yeah, that you one. You know, like those are the people I think who aren't necessarily like interest they're just going to the trade no, show no no no. i was talking on the other side on the left there's a rap company there's oh, the same gotcha, company gotcha. that was there last year and you know, don't even know so what they do because there's nothing there there's that nothing says there. what they do so if you're going there set up a good display of who you are what you're about what products are you selling and promote it on social media before you go like tell anyone yeah. and everyone even if you have a small base like our first year we went there we still had a lot of people that kind of knew who we were so that would be one recommendation is if you're, like, brand new, maybe a trade show isn't the best investment to start. Build that base of social media. Do Facebook advertising. Do Google advertising. Get your name out there a little bit. Start connecting with your customers. Mm-hmm. Then maybe the next year or the year after, once you have this base and community f- founded, then go to these shows. Or ask your customers what shows that they're attending. Then that's where you go to. Yeah. You know, otherwise... If you go to a trade show and it might be the biggest trade show, like see them 175,000 people. But if you're stuck in a corner and nobody knows that you're there, no one's going to come by you. Yeah. Even if you're selling the best product, you know, I think, and you have to, you have to be active too with the people who like actually walk up and, and want to engage. Because I yeah. think if you're not, you're just allowing people to like, forget about the interaction. Cause there are so many booths there that like, if you don't like, have an experience that you remember at that location, like you're just like wasting your time. Yeah. You know, it's good. It's like maybe good for like a, a cheaper or a lower end product, right? Like something that you could like either give away or like like show people. But if you give them like an experience to remember, right? you know, like they come to the booth and like every question that they have is answered, you know, like everything they might want to ask, like, you know, you provide them information for, like, mm-hmm. and they get to, like, physically try it out. Like, you know, you can have an impact, like, at a booth, you know, like, let's just say hypothetically, right? But, like, unless you can try out that tool, like... Right, does it work good? Yeah, like, Put okay, a test, right? cool, right? Like, I've got another one at home, like, what's the difference? And, right. like, being able to try it out, like, to have that experience where you're like, damn, like, okay, like, this is something that I want, Seriously. you know, or need, like... I yeah. think that's I think that's super important if you're going to attend a trade show. Exactly. Yeah, there's a lot more to it than just setting up a booth and expecting people to go. You know, that's where social media played a major impact on ours yeah. and helped us a ton for that first trade shows. Yeah. You know, even the first year at SEMA, we had a we had a pretty big hit. Like there's a lot of people at least walking by. I would say at that point, the first year is like a 50-50 of, "Hey, I saw you on Facebook and hey, I've never heard of you before." Yeah. Which was good. You know, mm-hmm. then the second or the second year was a little bit more. It's probably seventy five, twenty five. I'd say this year is probably like eighty twenty, mm-hmm. which is still good because you don't want everybody to know about you. You know, yeah. I love when people say never heard yeah, of you. Yeah, never heard of you. It's Great, always dude. good news. Yeah. yeah, come and come and sit, take a seat, and take a look at our products. You know, but trade shows can be super fruitful 
one thing we're experiencing is how big of a booth do you need to have the biggest booth or can you survive with a 10 by 10 or a 10 by 20? You know, how many people do you have to take there? Can you survive with one person to start? Do you need See, five like, people? You know, like all that stuff is cost that adds up and you have to sell a shit ton of product to cover that cost. Otherwise, it's, it's just a sunken cost. You might be in at 15, 20 grand. You sell only five grand worth of products, you're out. Yeah. You know, I everybody's not Ford, you know, everybody's not Dodge. So like keeping in mind, like, you know, n number one, you got to have people to man the booth, right? Like, mm -hmm. I think there were days when there was... Like we were all talking to customers at our booth, which was how I don't I don't even remember how big ten by twenty by, 20 40, by 40. forty by forty, and like there were still people walking up, and it's like everybody is like right. everybody's full. I yeah. can't answer any more questions. Like I'm talking yeah. to to three people who are interested, you know, or who want to like see a demo or whatever. Like 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 you have to keep that in mind, you know. If if you bought like a an eighty by eighty, like you got to have enough people to to yeah. be there to show it off, like. Right. It's a there's a lot to consider like for that stuff. There is. Uh, more than I think you really take it like face value because I think everybody wants a bigger booth, but again, well, a bigger booth means more people to run it too. And if you have more not. people at your booth, that's more miles of feed, that's more hotel costs, and those people at your booth are not back at your office doing what they're supposed to be doing. So now you have your best guys out of the office for 4 or 5 days, maybe a week at this trade show. Now you got to you know that's just more ketchup you got to do. Did or you man it. Did you? Or like you we, man we it. We used to in the beginning. Yeah, but we still, would, you're we, still out of the office, too. So, there's, I mean, there, that's definitely something to consider. It was hard, but sometimes you just have to do it. You yeah. know, you take a weekend and you're the, you and your founder, if it's just you, you're, you're manning the entire show. That's just what it is sometimes. I think you should yeah. have to because then you know what goes in, what is required and what goes into it. Yeah. Yeah. And what you can leave, like, and what you can leave out. I think there's things for our next trade show that I think are important. Oh, yeah. So that's that's what we're, we're looking at. It's like, okay, did we have to do this? Did we have to do this? Like half the stuff that we're saying, no, we don't have to, could cut our costs in half. Then yeah. it, Now this this trade show that was in the red just became profitable. Yeah. You know, by cutting out a few things. Yeah, so, and even like I think for like next year, we rolled around on the that garage style tracks. Like, yeah. you know, this year I think like, like bringing some of the stuff like – you know, and actually showing like demos on like what the casters can roll over like would be great. You know, I, I know like a big <coughs> one, especially on like the commercial is like you using one of the cheap chairs versus one of the like one of the Viper chairs. And when you have them side by side, like it's obvious, like mm -hmm. super mm -hmm. obvious. So it's like, do we consider bringing like the non-brand name ones and like having a little demo area for people to like right. see the like side by side? Like how many times I got to fall off that little one during the day, you know, to, yeah. to show that the like how much more reliable the Viper chair is. Like, yeah, I think those are things to consider. Absolutely. So product demos are always good. Yeah. But it was a, all in all, it was a fun event. We had a good time, safe travels for everyone. Um, food was good. Weather was good. Really no complaints on it. I won a hundred thousand dollars gambling. And that pissed I, away $150,000. <laughs> no, I wish I, was, I didn't put a dime down. So, uh, but, uh, being in Las Vegas for four nights really makes you appreciate coming back home. People. 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 Claustrophobia, everywhere. dude. Everywhere. You're in somebody's way. Or it's like your way. shoulder to shoulder. I, I never got, like, we were talking about the walking really fast before. I never got, like, people there will just, they'll be walking, and then they'll just stop. Stop. That's Dead stop. To either check their phone or to look at something. They don't, like 
pay attention who's behind them. They don't no. pay attention like who's on the side. So you better be paying attention, otherwise you're running into somebody. You would take out a freaking family if they all just stopped. keep walking with the just bowling pin walking. sound effect. I, you and can't everything. stop with that much momentum. No. It's like a fucking tr- freight train. Good luck. Like, it takes like two miles to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop. To wrap up. What was highlight of SEMA go? Um, Alex. Uh, before Ooh, our nice team catch. Damn, you see yeah, that? you get that camera. Let's go. Oh, dude, not bad. <laughs> His reflexes. Uh, Alex before team dinner was probably like my favorite. That was a highlight. Oh, his oh, massage. massage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got it. She, it was like she was into it. She would like let him get up. Deep tissue massage. Yeah. She came by and like everybody was like, oh, he needs one. And <laughs> I think we like, have pictures that Brent can put in here. Right? Oh, yeah, I've yeah. got a video, too, <laughs> where he, like, tips his head up. He's, like, smiling, like, grinning ear to ear. But then, And then we left him alone for a while, yeah, so I don't well, know what happened after. We left to go to the for our reservations, and, like... <laughs> I like how that's your highlight. Well, Went to Vegas, everything we saw at the trade show, SEMA, that's the highlight. The Okay, the follow-up highlight would be how cool it is seeing, like, all the F1, like, prep that they're that doing there. Cool. Yeah, it was really sweet. But like just him trying to get up and like go like he was trying to come to the reservations at dinner and she's like, no, not done and like shoved him back down into the seat. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> okay. okay. He just yeah. wanted submission right away. So was that yours? was good. One hundred percent the roadster shop party. I'd agree. That was fucking awesome. Damn. Yeah. Rubbing elbows, talking with all the all the big names in the in the car world, and just getting to know people and having a good time. That was that was, really that was fun. Good. So shout out to roadster shop. Josh and the Gerber boys for putting on one hell of a party. Thank you for yeah. the invite. It's fucking awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, they know how to party. For open bar. Damn, like, yeah. Open bar at the club at the Aria. Let's yeah, go. Dude. It was so cool too. You're walking up and they have like on the staircase, they have Roadster Shop going all the way up. It was dude, it, it was just awesome. Like it was cool. It looked yeah, the whole thing looked like it was just like customized to be dude a good time. Do you think they feel like we how we felt after Viperfest? Like, oh, probably, thank fucking yeah. God it's over. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> probably. Or looking at the bill, holy shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Either Some way, they made thirsty one Thirsty people there. Yeah. So, good shit. No. Yeah. That's a wrap on this one. SEMA was great. Looking forward to it potentially next year. We'll see. Huge shout out to Viper Energy for sponsoring this episode. It's available on viperenergy.com. We have some distribution coming soon stay tuned we have some new flavors coming as well super excited for that um thanks for listening like and subscribe and we'll see you next week bye